For the past 10 years, the Wounded Warrior Project's annual warrior survey has gauged the status of U.S. veterans and how well the services meant to care for them are doing. This year's results came out yesterday. For What's in Them, Federal News Network's Eric White spoke with the project's director of metrics, Dr. Melanie Mousseau. The annual warrior survey that Wounded Warrior Project conducts, this has been its 10th year of administering it. Um, The survey was initially developed as a way for us to identify the emerging needs and challenges that this generation of wounded, injured, and ill service members were facing um, when they were returning home. This survey over the 10 years has allowed us the opportunity to pinpoint those critical needs of warriors and internally build as well as a adapt programs to address those needs, while also informing the efforts of others that have the opportunity to initiate change. So it's really giving us that insight um, as far as the the magnitude of our survey. This year, the survey was distributed to over um, 109,000 of our registered warriors, and we received responses from nearly 36,000 of them, making it the largest and most statistically relevant sample of of its kind, and that's a, a 30 response rate. And can you give me a little uh, background on how many are, have usually contributed to the survey in the past? Absolutely. So over the last 10 years, we've amassed over 200,000 responses over those 10 years. So when we started the survey 10 years ago, we had just over 3,000 warriors registered in our database. And currently, we're sitting at 136,000 registered. So there's been um, incredible growth over the years. And the last two years, we've hovered right around that 33, 34% response rate, which is quite phenomenal, uh, especially for a survey of this size. You're a metrics analyst. What have been some of the numbers that have jumped out at you besides the large amount of veterans that are now contributing to the survey? Absolutely. This year, we've, we're highlighting three particular critical findings. Um, the first is a new addition to the survey, and that's we're seeing that 70% of individuals who completed the survey have reported exposure to toxic substances or hazardous, hazardous chemicals during their military service. Um, and of those individuals, it's just about 30% who have um, become registered with the VA's burn pit registry, and yet only 9 percent currently have received treatment for their exposure at the VA. So that's one of our critical findings. Um, Another area that was a a new area of interest for us was asking those difficult questions where we specifically asked warriors, have they had any thoughts of suicide in the last um, two weeks? Um, And this includes thoughts of self-harm or being better off dead. And this year, the first time we've collected this data, one-third, so 33 percent of respondents endorse that. Um, While this number at first is incredibly shocking that one in three individuals are having thoughts of self-harm, this is on par with individuals who have diagnosis of post-traumatic stress or depression, which a large, um, large percentage of our population does. Um, And the third critical finding, while it's not a new item to the survey, is looking specifically at the prevalence of military sexual trauma among our female veterans. This year, our number topped out at 44% of those females that are registered with us reporting um, an incidence of military sexual trauma, and that's up 12% in just the last five years. So those are really three of the most critical findings yielded from this year's survey. 
Getting into a little bit of the process of the survey itself, how do you all decide what questions you do want to ask? You had mentioned the hard to ask ones. You know, I imagine that saying, you know, asking a veteran that it's very personal, and um, I'm not sure of the method that you went about asking them. I guess that that's uh, part of this question as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, when we developed this uh, the survey 10 years ago, we did it in collaboration with RAND as well as Westat, uh, leaders in the industry, to identify at that time what are those most pressing issues that we wanted to tap into. And really, we focused on well-being financially, mentally, um, and physically, and um, identified um, currently accepted and widely used uh, survey tools and instruments out there and integrated that into our survey. However, as we've seen over time, those needs are evolving. The length of time since service and the age of warriors, to be quite frank, is, is progressing. So each year we do take a critical look at the survey, what questions we're asking, and also more importantly, what questions we're not asking, and, and look to integrate those in so that we can be in front of those emerging and evolving trends that warriors are facing. And for clarification, this survey is administered um, fully electronically, and um, individual warrior responses are kept confidentially. However, if there's any presenting of concern for either harm to themselves or others, we do have a protocol in place to ensure that that warrior is safe and has access to resources as necessary. We're speaking with Dr. Melanie Mousseau. She is the Director of Metrics for the Wounded Warrior Project. Let's talk a little bit about what the veterans have said about the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, I imagine that they had a lot to say, maybe bad, maybe good. Um, But what was the overall sense that you all got from the survey? Absolutely. As we look, we one area is with respect to um, Veterans Administration disability benefits. That is something that is especially near and dear to those that we serve as it's those that have borne the greatest um, burden related to these conflicts. And so the vast majority, over 90% of those that we serve are receiving VA disability benefits and um, over half, so we're, we're topping up around 60%, are rated at an 80% um, rating or higher. Um, in addition to that, we have over 70% of our warriors um, have access to VA health care, and 70% of those individuals are using v- the VA as their primary health care um, source. For, th- for those that are choosing the VA, the reasons that they're, they're choosing it is because they can get care for service-connected disabilities, they feel entitled to it, and for the, the prescription benefits associated with it. For that 30% that are choosing to use other healthcare providers as their primary provider, they've had either bad previous experiences with the VA, they don't feel like the care with the VA would be as good as what would be available elsewhere, or they've reported difficulty accessing the care through the VA. And getting back to the number of participants you had in the survey, you said that it's grown quite substantially there over the years. Do you think that that's a growing trend in more veterans being willing to talk about their experience and the the ways that they are received when they return home as opposed to, you know, previous years where it's the old cliche of veterans get home and they don't want to open up about anything? Do you see uh, this as part of that change? Well, based on 
and what we're seeing, um, on average, we're, get, we're we are registering on average about 13,000 new warriors annually, and that's been a recurring trend um, over the last 10 years. We're averaging at about just over a thousand new registrants a month. Um, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a new trend um, where warriors are coming to us seeking support and services, whether it be through assistance with filing VA benefits claims, um, assistance getting mental health support, financial support through um, employment services, or again, mental health care. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's um, that they're more willing to talk about some of the challenges, but they're willing to come to us to seek that connection, seek those support and services, and as a result, they're willing to share their, their experiences as a way to help benefit others. So that 33%, 34% response rate is something consistent that we've seen over year over year. We haven't seen necessarily an influx. Dr. Melanie Mousseau is with the Wounded Warrior Project. End of the, pro, end of the day, what do you hope that uh, many of the stakeholders involved with Veterans Affairs, whether it be federal or non-federal or uh, in the nonprofit industry, uh, what do you hope that they can take away from the survey? I think it's important that uh, we don't lose sight that there are obviously mental health and physical health challenges that are are persistent within this population. But I do think that it's important that we don't lose sight of the fact that there is hope and opportunity and success on the back end. Um, This year, we've seen that over 37% of warriors have achieved a bachelor's degree or higher. We're seeing that those that we serve, again, those being the most severely wounded, injured, and ill, um, not just the general veteran population. We're seeing an uptick in their employment, albeit lower than the national average. They're getting jobs. So continuing to dedicate resources to providing veterans access to care to be able to overcome those challenges so they can live life on their own terms is really something that we need to keep on the crosshairs um, so that we can um, make this the most engaged and empowered and most well-adjusted generation of service members. I I do think uh, it's really important to express my gratitude and our gratitude from an organizational standpoint to the nearly 36,000 individuals who took the time, and it was a big chunk of time of 30 minutes, to provide insight. Um, Without their voice, we we would have a much more difficult time enacting change. So letting them share their thoughts and their insight to put numbers behind the obstacles, challenges that they're facing allows us to move forward so that we can put programs and services in place so that they can have a more successful and productive transition. So I think that that's something that I really think is important for those of you that are um, veterans in the space who have completed the survey. That's really important. Dr. Melanie Mousseau is Director of Metrics for the Wounded Warrior Project, speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. We'll post the interview along with a link to the survey results at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to The Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Hi, I'm John Henney, fourth-generation owner of Henney Jewelers in Shadyside. When it comes to shopping for a diamond engagement ring, be sure you're getting the very best value. Before you think about purchasing a ring anywhere else, please stop in to Henney Jewelers to compare. Our friendly team will make you comfortable and never pressure you. We are confident will help you find or create your dream ring at the absolute best value. Stop into Henny today or go to HennyJewelers.com to make an appointment. Henny Jewelers, we're your jewelers for life. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.